Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure you can take on any adventure. I'm planning on going river rafting this weekend, and I'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Oh my Hey, it's time to start the show. Welcome to everybody who's following us live on YouTube and taking part in the live chat. We always appreciate you. Our guy, Matty Ice, will take care of you throughout the festivities. Maybe bring us some of the best comments from the live chat going on. And you should have been here for the pre-show because Stacy's in rare form. I'll tell you what, you should have aired some of the comments we had before we started the show. Oh, my goodness. Mark, Mark, Mark. Hey, where Listen. Mark's like an old refrigerator. He can't keep nothing in. <laughs> this is just, this is a conversation amongst friends. You know, we're all good friends here. Yeah. yeah okay, Mark, you damn uh People are still talking about the Scotty Pippen interview. Let it go, people. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. It's over. It's done with. He's still one of the Bulls all-time greats. Yeah. He's, still, he's still one of the greatest players ever played the game. Again, you may not like his opinion, but again, it's his. So you and Mike are going to Chicago Cut later for dinner? Hey, listen, you know what? Hey, well, you know, I ain't got no problem with MJ. Me and MJ, cool. There you I go. no problem with MJ. <laughs> That's the way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but at, the, but at the end of the day, seriously, oh, I there we go. at the end of the day, you know, I just want all beef squashed. Because, a, because be the reason why is because we did something special, okay? The Bulls winning six championships in eight years is special, okay? This is championship uh, city. It's a championship organization. Bury the hatchet. Everybody, the fans want to see it. You know, we got some of the best fans in the world. Let it go, man. Bury the hatchet, not in somebody's back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, America? This is what I got to deal with, America. That's right. Every week, we just never get out of Stacey. Listen, listen, every week, they hey, put me in this mix. We're going to change things up a little bit. No beefs today. We're going to bring no you beefs. some entertainment. One of the best impressionists in the world, our good buddy, impressionist Al. Al Foran is going to join us. He's about six hours ahead in Ireland somewhere, but he's got the one of the biggest arrays of impressions that you'll ever see going. So Al's going to join us a little bit later. He's going to give us his, his full arsenal of uh, impressions. So Can we get a salty Scotty Pippen out of him? I don't know if he's got oh, Scotty Pippen. You know he what? does do Rodman, though. You know, does Rodman. you know what? That's uncalled for, Tim. Okay. Hey, you know we're trying to move past this, and you just throw it a little drag it back in. Yeah, yeah, just, just just throw it back out. Another zinger, a salty Scotty Pippen. Okay, you weren't saying oh. that when he was here. 
No, because I, I like Scotty. Yeah, so. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. Scotty, can I have your autograph? Yeah, Scotty, and another remember, bottle of digits. Hey, hey Scotty, remember you dumped on me <laughs> back in it. back in 1971 at the health club, yeah. and and, the, and I had the tight white shorts on yeah. with the with the tight shirt. You remember me? You autographed my forehead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They call that something, Mark. But yeah, yeah, I know right. you know the name of it. Okay. <laughs> Hey, let's talk about real basketball here. The NBA Finals, uh, Game 3, played yesterday in Woo! South Beach. Jokic and Jamal Murray putting on a show for the ages. Uh, Nikola Jokic, the first player in NBA Finals oh history to have a 30-20-10 triple-double. And he teamed with Jamal Murray to be the first in any game to have a 30-point triple-double. So it was uh, history-making performances. And I'll tell you what. The more you watch of Jokic, the more you're impressed with this guy. I mean, he's he's moving into the conversation of not only is he the best player today, he's one of the all-time great centers. Let me tell you something. America, if you're listening to me, okay, I don't think anybody would have him. I think people would have had him as a top 10 player. Mm -hmm. But I think after you watch these playoffs, you realize, man, he's a combination of Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Seriously. And he, he has the ball handling ability as a seven-footer, like a guard. He makes everybody around him better. How do you not want to play with that guy? Like he he doesn't force shots. You know, he's not, he doesn't need 30 shots to be effective. He can impact the game just off the pass. He can impact the game off the bounce at seven foot. He can shoot three. So he's he's a triple threat type of player. And, you know, people can, you know, if you want to pick something about his game, you know, you say, well, maybe he's not a great defensive player. Well, he was last well, night. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Y'all better, hey, listen, I'm telling you. He after this series over, if they are able to win and, and beat Miami, he I have him in my top three players right now. Like in in the current league right now, he's a top three player. I'm putting him at number one. And don't get mad at me, America, because I know you're saying no, he's not number one. What about Giannis? What about this one? No, he's the best player in this league. I was just going to ask you about that. I would say for the last three four years, the top three are probably considered Giannis, uh, Kevin Durant, and LeBron. He may have jumped the line all the way to the top. Listen. He, he, he went through with a speed pass. Like, <laughs> he had an eye pass, and he's right at number one. And yeah. then you got, I would probably put Giannis as my number two player. Um, think about this. This is not out of the realm of possibility that in a year or so, you could have the top three players are all from Europe. Luca. Luca. Yeah. Oh, and and Lord Embiid. help you, Lord help you if uh, if if the Wimby kid comes in here, Wimbyana yeah, yeah. comes in here and shows shows what he could do as a rookie, and then you're looking at oh my God, the NBA might have like you know as far as European players that are in the NBA currently playing, those guys could be filtering in the top ten as the best players in the game. I saw uh, Adam Silver was on the pregame show yesterday, and he was asked about maybe changing the All Star format, the U.S. versus international. And before, that would have been a joke because there weren't enough international players to be competitive. Now, and Silver conceded this. He said that's something we're talking about in our league meetings. We may go to that format, the U.S. versus the world, making it kind of a, a Ryder Cup style well, thing, which would be pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. The U.S. would get killed. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I mean, seriously, if, you, if we were doing that current format right now, you're talking about Luka. You're talking about Jokic. You're talking Embiid. about Embiid. You're talking about Jamal Murray, who's from Canada. Mm -hmm. you, come on. Look, look at <laughs> all these people who are going over to the, right. to the, to the Europe side. Yeah. Man, and by that time they do that, maybe LeBron James is too old to play. Mm -hmm. maybe, he's, maybe he's not playing anymore. Who, who, do, who do we got? Embiid's going over there. Like, <laughs> look, right. at, look at all the we players. Got Steph Curry. <laughs> I mean, listen, yeah, I love, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Seth. I mean, Seth and Steph, I like both those guys, yeah. okay? But you're talking about 
some of the players that'll be in the starting five for the European team are like top five players in the in and the they're NBA young. and they're young. Yeah. And you gotta people gotta remember Canada's not part of the US. That's right. <laughs> so it's a wholly so, owned subsidiary. So, yeah. so they're going over to the Europe side. So right. we're it's Hey, listen, if you live in Florida. They get Andrew Wiggins, too, in that, you know, they, that team. You get, you get, I mean, oh, man, you get Wiggins. Who else would they get? Um, what are the European players? Look at the bench. You're going to throw in Porzingis. Oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, Porzingis. Porzingis, I forgot about him. <laughs> oh. yeah, the international squad would be nice. <laughs> get well, deep all quick. the bigs would be gone. Yeah. So we would. The, the, we got we Carl Anthony Towns. Ugh. <laughs> oh, hey, he's been an all-star. Marcus, is not, it's not looking good for the USA, America. We need we to still regroup. Got Kevin Durant and we Devin need, Booker. Well, they, they'll be years old. They'll be Jason years Tatum. They, before they even do that. They'll be years older. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, what is Kevin Durant's age right now? He's got to be 35, 35 years yeah. old. Man, but that'd be a good game, though. I mean, it'd it would be a lot be of fun a, to it watch. It would be a great game. And maybe you know take what? it serious. Let me tell you something. The Europeans would take it seriously. Yeah, yeah. Because they, that's, you watch Giannis. Giannis comes in and playing like it's the seventh game of the, you know, playoff mm-hmm. series. They would take it seriously because, you know, they've always had to be in the backseat of USA basketball. And now this is an opportunity for your peers in your country and Europe to see, like, hey, we are better than the Americans. This would be that kind of game. Do we have to use a European coach? There's plenty of those around too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That hasn't permeated yet over here. But do we have? Do we have? A, is there a head coach from Europe? No, not right now. They're assistant. A lot of coaches. assistants. A lot, yeah. of, mm-hmm. a lot of assistants. But it, it'd only be head coaches. Right. Toronto's yeah. talking to a guy from Italy as, as one of their finalists. But we'll it's see if that how that shakes that. out. Let's get back to the finals. Uh, Jimmy's kind of uh, fallen Jimmy. off a little bit. I know his ankle's been bothering him a little bit. They've been focusing more defensive attention something that didn't happen in the earlier round. So his scoring has dropped a little bit, but they did steal game two in Denver. Does uh, Miami still have a chance to get back into this thing? Yeah, because they play hard. They compete. They've got to they've get this next game tied back up, and then that pivotal game five goes back to Denver. And I think the format's 1-1, one, one, and then the last one is one in Denver. So, yeah, they, they got to get game They got to get game four. Yeah, if they don't they get sure game do. four, it's over. Yeah. It, it's going to be over because that goes 3-1. Now you're going back to the altitude. And if you look at how they won the game yesterday, how Denver won the game, you know, before in game two, Miami did a good job of saying, we're going to shut down everybody else. We'll let Jokic score 40-plus, but we're going to shut everybody else down. They didn't do that yesterday. And once Jokic, Jokic and Murray get going, it's a devastating one-two punch. I mean, Murray was hitting some tough shots yesterday. I mean, leaning three-point shots, step-back threes. And then once you get Jokic moving and making passes and getting the other guys involved, then it becomes an unstoppable force. And that's what you saw, you know, last night. Always comes down to three-point shooting, though. Miami last night, let me double-check this here. They did not make a whole bunch. They 11 out of 35, 31%. Ooh. When they're hitting their threes, they're dangerous because they've mm-hmm. got guys like Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, our guy Max Struess, who can hit threes and kind of open up the things for Jimmy to drive to the paint. When they're not hitting, they just look like an ordinary team. They've got to knock down at least 20 or more three-point shots to even have a chance to win. That's what you saw, you know, in the in the games in Denver. They were able to do that because they knocked down like 21, 22 threes. You know, when is Tyler Hero going to be out there? When, you know, what's what's his situation? Because they need a guy that can actually knock down threes consistently. You, you, you like to rely on Duncan Robinson, but those guys are not star players. You know, this no. is where, this is, Mark, this is where when they say, you know, everybody types Miami about the seven undrafted players. 
This is where it starts to show now. Right. Look you know what Martin. I'm saying? Huh? Martin has faded off. Yeah, this is where it starts. To, you start to see, you know, and that's a great story. It's a great Miami builds their team off of culture. So when you start talking about, oh, they got seven undrafted players in the finals. This is where the seven draft undrafted players start to show who they really are. They go back to the roles that they're they're used to playing. You know, you can't ask you can't ask Caleb Martin to carry you, you know, two series in a row. It's just not it's impossible. It's not that's not his game. You can't ask Gabe Vincent to go out there and, and you know shoot 70% from the three-point line every single night. It's just it's impossible. And Jimmy relies so much on those guys. And I think what Jimmy's gonna have to do is Jimmy's gonna have to look to score early. Because when he can go out and be aggressive early, that opens up things for everybody else. That's when you get people coming in, sinking into the lane when he drives, he kicks it, and they knock down threes. But if he's just going to be a distributor outside the three-point line, two dribbles, pick up, throw it over to this guy, they're not going to win. There's a lot of things to like about Denver. One of the things that I like is they're, they're going against the grain. They're not afraid to go with three big guys up front. You look at the stats from last night. They were five for 18 on threes. Didn't even worry about it. They were... Points in the paint, they killed them 60 to 34. They out rebounded the Heat 58 to 33. They go, you know, 6'9, 6'10, 7 feet up front, which is something you used to see in the game. You rarely Mark, see it anymore. Mark, say that a little louder to the people in the back. Yeah. <laughs> the, the analytics people that say right. you got to shoot threes to win games. Yeah. What have I said all year long? The Bulls don't shoot three point shots either, okay? But if you dominate a team in points in the paint, you get to the foul line, you out-rebound a team, you're going to win a lot of those games. And what Denver is showing people is they know Miami can shoot threes. There's a matchup problem on the floor with their big guys on the floor. But they said, hey, you know what? You got to match up against us too. There's going to be a mismatch on the on the defensive end for the Miami Heat because when you run pick and roll, when Miami switches those pick and rolls, what happens? You get guards on Jokic. What does Jokic do? He's not sitting out at the three-point line jocking up threes. He says, wait a minute. Oh, mouse and house free cheese. I got Gabe Vincent on me. Throw it down here. Mm-hmm. Same thing with, with Gordon. Pick and roll, rolls to the block. You get the switch. You got Gabe Vincent on you down there. You got Duncan Robinson on him, and they punish him. And you got guys who recognize his switches. That's... That's a big thing that Denver is really good at. They recognize where the switch is, and they get the ball to the right people and let them operate. And Jokic is such a good passer. In game three, it was Christian Brown, the rookie from Kansas. Nice basket Ooh. cuts. He hits him on the move, and easy easy bucket. Listen, that kid is going to be a player for them. Like, I saw him at Kansas, and, you know, I was like, hey, he's pretty decent. Like, you know, because uh, Agab- Agabachi was the main Agabachi, guy. yeah. So, but I like the way he played. He played within the system. He did a lot of little things. But, man, when when he gets minutes in Denver, boy, he's impressive. Like, he gets up and down the floor. He plays defense. He's tough. He's physical. He can finish at the rim. He's got good size. Boy, I tell you what, Denver does a great job of scouting. Hats yeah. off to them. Yeah, they got him near the end of the first round. The Bulls could have taken him at 18, but they took Dalen Terry. Hopefully, Terry will emerge as a very good player, rotation player for the Bulls. But you always look at the draft and wonder about what might have been. Another what might have been is the whole situation with the Bulls with uh, Nikola Vucevic. There's been talk that the Bulls are talking extension with him already in terms of they've got until June 30th, an exclusive window where they can try to work out a new contract with their big man. And, and the question, of course, is going to be dollars and cents because he could be an unrestricted free agent July 1st. This is going to be his last big contract. I don't think he's going to give them a team-friendly deal. He's going to want, he's going to want the money. I mean, this is his last opportunity to, to cash in, you know, and he's got the stats to, to back it up, whether people think he's worth 
whatever his what he thinks he's worth. That's not the point. The point is, is that he's a big man that can shoot threes. He's a big man that's a walking double-double, can get out of bed, go take a shower, and then go grab a double-double down in the kitchen. He's that kind of guy. So those guys are premium. You think about how many teams need a, you know, a big guy like that that can do what he does. You know, he played all 82 games last year, so he's proven that he's very durable. Oh, man, I, I don't know, though. I mean, you know, they're talking about I mean, running it back and bringing all these guys back. And if that's the case, he's a big part of what they need to do. And especially if you don't know the Lonzo Ball situation of what he's going to, you know, is he is he going to be healthy enough to play? You know, if you're going to run it back, you definitely need Vooch. For something interesting driving in today, you know, we're uh, partners with our friends over at the score and then Odyssey and Parkinson Spiegel. We're talking about the fact that, you know, AK came from Denver when he made this trade with the Magic. Is it possible that he envisioned Vucevic as being not as good as Jokic, but a similar type of player we could play through him in the post. I think he, I think he did. I mean, I've always liked Vooch from afar um, when he was in Philadelphia. And then when he went to Orlando, um, I think he's, you know, he's very similar to Jokic with the exception of the ball handling ability, you know, bringing the ball up the floor and, and really creating your offense. Because when you got a big guy like Jokic coming at seven feet, they can get the ball off the glass and bring the ball up and initiate your offense. That allows your guards to get out in transition. That that causes so many matchup problems, Mark, because as you know, guys are programmed in this league to run to the first man they see. They don't just run to right. their man. Yeah. They say, oh, I got to go get him. I got to go get him. All of a sudden, you get cross-matched. You get guys out of position, and now you got the center who normally is the first guy down the floor, which is easy to match up to him because you get size on size. But when you got a center bringing the ball up the floor, and now it's like, oh, my God, he, he's he's a guard. Now yeah. I got somebody guarding a smaller guy guarding him, try to stop the ball. And now you get a big guy with Jamal Murray in the corner moving without the ball. <sighs> Woo. So, but, but with Vooch, if Vooch, the one thing, my biggest thing with Vooch, I love Vooch, okay? My biggest thing with Vooch is, is that when the three-point shot's not going, to recognize that and get into the post. Because when he gets into the post, he is right with those guys. He's a good he's, passer, he's too. With, he's with Jokic, and he's with Embiid as a back, one of the best back-to-the-basket back, back guys in the league, and he's a very good post-passer out mm -hmm. of the double team. He's a willing passer. He's not a black hole. So when he sends his double team, he knows how to read defense, and that's where I think AK and the front office see Jokic in him because he's done that. You've seen it since he's been here. He can pass out the double team. But it's also up to the coaching staff to put him in position to utilize his talents and skills, not just leave him at the three-point line and just pick and pop all day long. And for people who are saying, well, they should just let Vucevic walk and Hell try to no. get somebody else, you got to take a look at their cap situation. They're over the cap. They can't replace him with any kind of meaningful player because they don't have the cap dollars to use. So you can't let a guy like that walk out the door. You got – if the – if you don't want to keep him, you got to work out a sign and trade. You got to get something for that asset if you're well, not going to keep him. Well, listen, and and he goes somewhere else and becomes an all star in the Western Conference, and then everything you know, everybody needs to get fired in the front office right. to let Vooch go. So you can't win for losing. That's true. At the end of the day, and we talk about this, it's all about continuity. If you look at these two teams and you hear the coaches talking about it, you know these two teams have been together. Their core group of guys have been together four or five years. That's the reason why they're in the finals. And, and you look at Miami. Miami's had, you know, Jimmy's been there three or four years now. They, they were in the bubble final. They still got, you know, guys that have been on that team four or five years. So there's continuity. Your coaching staff has been there for a long period of time. So you've got, you, you've got situations, Mark, that, is, that breeds winning 
when you have continuity. And I think that's where AK and Mark Eversley is trying to do here with the Bulls. It's like, hey, listen, when we got DeMar DeRozan, everybody's like, wow, that was a steal. That's a great red pickup, blah, blah, blah. He had a heck of a year. Zach Levine had a heck of a year. Zach Levine gets hurt in the playoffs, you know, has has a slow second year. We lose Lonzo Ball. A lot of things happen. If if would have, could have, should have, ifs, buts wouldn't have happened, think about how good this team would be if they were healthy, like completely healthy. No one would be talking about this negative stuff. And now Bulls fans are looking at the news that broke in the NBA on Tuesday or Wednesday, excuse me, about Chris Paul possibly being let go by the Phoenix Suns. He has a partially guaranteed contract for next season. The Suns don't want to pay the full $30 million. They owe him about $15 million on that deal. So there's a possibility Chris Paul could be waived and then re-signed by Phoenix at a lower price. There's a possibility he could join his buddy LeBron James with the Lakers. He could go back to the Clippers with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. But Bulls fans... I know he likes Kobe White. He's taken on Kobe as kind of a, a mentor, but uh, I don't think Chris Paul is interested in coming to Chicago. No, because he's chasing a ring. Yeah. You know, he he wants he wants an opportunity to win a ring. Now, I, I saw where he went into you know supposedly talking to the front office that he wants to stay there. They're not going to waive him. You you got to get something in return from him. So if you're if you're Phoenix, you're saying, hey, okay, there's teams out there that need a point guard. You look at Boston. You know, Boston has a point guard. Boston is playing in the in the finals right now, you know, and so that's what they were lacking. You know, the Bulls were, were lacking a point guard. You know, if the Bulls had a point guard early in the season, maybe the Bulls are a top four team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, because they were better when Beverly was Yes, to... yes. So, so, you know, they were one of the best teams in the second half, you know, and, I, and I'm not, you know, listen, and I love Pat Bev. But Pat Bad wasn't the only reason why that team right. won because you got a healthier Zach after All Star break, and that also kicked them in a different thing. And then and then and everybody started playing better uh, because they recognized like, hey, look, we're right here in the playoffs. We can we can get this, you know. So they started playing better. But a great point guard like Chris Paul, Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer. If you're a team that's right on the cuffs and you know that you're at least second round and possibly a third round team, and the one thing you're lacking is a point guard. If you're Boston. How can I get this man on my team? Chris Paul's got to be a little bit salty, though. They make the trade for Durant. You know, they almost won the championship a couple of years ago, losing to Milwaukee in six. And he's thinking, this is my best chance to get a ring, and now they're going to tell me to, to walk out the door. I know that he told some of his friends in the media he wants to play two or three more years, but is, is Chris Paul still an elite point guard in this league? Yes. Yes, he is. And and the problem with Chris Paul is, is that, you know, he can't stay healthy in the biggest games. He's healthy all year long, but then come the playoff time, he misses so many. I can't even tell you how many games he's missed. Like the Western you got Conference that for finals. Cisco? You got that, Cisco? <laughs> you got how many games Chris Paul's missed in the playoffs? Oh, we got Cisco sleeping at the yeah. wheel. The ship he's thinking crashed. about dinner. Yeah, yeah. He's already, he's already thinking about like, soccer uh, in Saudi uh, Arabia. Steak or Come chicken, on, man. <laughs> okay, here we go. There America. we go. Way to go, now, Cisco. Look, look, okay, since joining the Clippers... 2011-12, missed games with teams. Clippers, he missed four games. It's 16 and 17. Rockets, these are playoff games. Yeah, these are playoff games. So he missed two games against Rockets. He's missed six games with the Suns. And these were all playoff caliber games. If you go back to that Rockets game, that was like I think they were in the Western Conference yeah, Finals. Yeah. And he missed some games there, and which hurt that team. They possibly had he been there, they might have went to the to the championship. So, the Clippers too. There was a, there was a, he missed games where the Clippers were a favored team to come out mm -hmm. of the West, and and he missed those games. So, oh man. Okay, so my question is, if you had an opportunity, you got Derrick Rose and you got Chris Paul. Who do you take? I take uh, I take Chris Paul. You take Chris Paul. Yeah. What about you? 
I don't know, it's kind of like Vince Carter, that half-man, half-season thing. <laughs> you, know? you do have to look at availability as number Whisper's one Whisper's always has a way of summing things <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah, very educational, what you just said. What did uh, you say the availability was? It's, that's the number one skill you have to have in the NBA. So, yeah, I might go with uh, Rose because he's been more durable the past couple of years. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. Um, I think also that, you know, how much is going to take Chris Paul to – you know how much is going to take of that money that you're going to have to pick yeah up. the money's a separate yeah, that's, issue that's though, a yeah. separate issue yeah. it's not about is a guy qualified to be on this team or not is how much money would the bulls be you know have to take on salary wise you know Kobe White used to play on his AAU team they're really tight yeah um, listen America what I tell y'all about Kobe he's been working Kobe, hard you see I, all I, those I tell pictures you, let me him tell you something. I told y'all, I told y'all a year ago when everybody, when he had the hurt shoulder, everybody was talking, Trey Kobe, Trey Kobe, be careful what you wish for America. Okay. Kobe White has improved every time given minutes. When he gets minutes and consistent minutes, you get consistent play. When he's inconsistent minutes, you get inconsistent play, just like you get out of any young player. Well, Kobe's not an all-star, but you know what he is after we trade him. Oh. An all star! <laughs> wow, that's he's a- coming back. They're gonna they're gonna resign. Wow, wow! But you know what? He, listen, listen. He he improved his ball handling, and so he's gonna he's gonna continue to do that. And what you want to see if you're a Bulls fan, if you if you're a Bulls fan, is you want to see, you know, steady increments of improvement. Did he improve his ball handling? Because that was one of his biggest things right there. His ball handling. He turned the ball over way too much at the guard spot. And if this is a guy that's gonna, you're going to make your point guard. You can't be having four or five turnovers in a game. He's really improved his finishing at the rim. That yes. used to be a problem too. And he's playing defense. He gets after people. Yeah. People don't. People don't watch the game a lot. You know, people don't watch the game within the game. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you get so caught up in, you know, the offensive part of the game. You know, when you're looking at younger players, you're evaluating: Are they improving? Okay. I'm looking at Kobe White. Ball handling improved. Uh, decision making improved. He's finishing at the rim, and he's becoming a much better defensive player. He's getting over screens. He's really getting into players, um, and those improvements you have to be encouraged by. And he's and he's a legit six five, which means he's switchable oh. along along the perimeter. Oh yes, uh, you can't listen. I'm always about the big guards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the big guards, man, because if if you're going to play defense where you're going to switch a lot, it's good to have some guards with size. That's what the Bulls did during the championship years. Always had big guards. Phil Jackson yeah, loved yeah. to have that big backcourt. Everybody loves size. Talking about Bulls fans, one of the great Bulls fans out there is our friend Jeff Vukovic. When it comes to insurance for your auto, home, and business, make sure you contact the king of insurance, our good buddy, nationwide agent Jeff Vukovic. You can reach him at jeffvuk.com. That's Jeff. VUK.com. And it won't be long before Stacy and Adam are back at work singing that jingle on a regular basis. Mike, don't ruin my summer. We got a long time. <laughs> we don't go back till you October, man. Don't, yeah. don't rain yeah. on my parade right now, okay? But the I'm Golden Pipes are still in good the shape. Gold, the Golden Pipes, yes, America. <laughs> Nationwide is on your side. Ah, very nicely done. I don't know if Al Foran can imitate the, the jingle with <laughs> Stacey King. Maybe we'll ask him to belt out a jingle when he joins us. You're going to love this. He's one of the funniest guys in the world. He joins us next on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, we had a lot of fun talking hoops, NBA Finals, but now we're getting to the star of the show, the main event, our good buddy, Impressionist Al, Al Foran, who's been away for a little while, but he's back. And if you caught last week's episode, we ran a clip of him doing all the main characters from Succession. Is, is that a, a big show where you live, Al? Oh, it's huge. It's, it's, it's massive, honestly. Um, it's a big show worldwide. So everyone was hooked on it. Now, Who, who's your favorite character? That, my favorite character, oh, to say isn't it really each each character has a has a shining moment in each episode i suppose the popular route was to to root for kendall to to win it all wasn't it and well, spoilers alert you know <laughs> but then, but then <laughs> tom tom turned out to steal everything so give us a little tom oh yeah tom wamsgans okay it was wonderful okay greg we won okay they gave me shit I had to, I had to just take shit for a long time, and I ended up winning, and it was great. Okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the evil laugh of Tom Wamsgans. Yes, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. But but how come they were always saying yeah, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. sure. Okay, yeah, right. Okay, Greg. Yeah, get yeah. fucking moving. Do whatever you gotta do. Okay, Greg. <laughs> I think there's there's an element of Mark Wahlberg coming through there as well. Yeah, yeah, that's one. That's one of my Mark's one of my favorite. Can, can, can you explain the quad to us? Oh yeah, you know, um, <laughs> it, it was just an idea I, I wanted to run by uh, the Sibs, and you know, I, I thought um, that the Quad Squad would have, you know, taken over things and and, and things would have been great, but um, yeah, they weren't they weren't the A team and, and they weren't serious. And I had to be, um, I had to be Tom's bitch again. <laughs> I, I tell you what, we, we got a lot of guests here, America. We got a lot of guests on this show, a lot of interviews getting ready to happen right now. And I'm going to start right now with everybody's favorite uh, activity that happened. Now, Chris rock, my man, Chris rock. Will you ever forgive Will Smith for that infamous slap? I, I'm gonna wake up my daughter. She's directly above me. My four-year-old daughter. She gotta be in school tomorrow. But I tell you, I ain't gonna forgive him. He is an absolute motherfucker of the highest <laughs> order. Excuse my language. <laughs> he slapped me right in the face. Why would I forgive that man? And his career has gone down the toilet. And everybody wants to see my stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Joe Pesci, are are you happy to be here in Endendary? I'm sorry, that's that's from another fucking script. That's a, let me tell you, but it's a great spot, Endendary. It is. It's it's a spot in 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 the middle of Ireland. You know, it's good. It's good. What are you laughing at? What do you find so funny about that? You gonna get a problem with Endendary? Endendary, the way you pronounce it. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's a lovely place. Sorry. Come on, whispers. Oh, what you doing? Yeah. I tell you, I walked into the town and the smell of fucking manure everywhere. I get to tell you it was something else. I'm sorry. You want to be Biff Tannen walking through that town? Let me tell you that. Hey, one of the big uh, stories in the entertainment world is uh, elderly fathers. Robert De Niro, a father at the tender age of seventy-nine. That's good stuff, there, Bob. 
You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> you know what? Number seven, you know, uh, doesn't get easier. You know, I have every single one is, is like the first. You know, 79, I'm having sleepless nights. You know, <laughs> I got to go. I got to I gotta give them the midnight, midnight feeds. You just got to do what you got to do, huh? You got to do what you got to do. You both wearing like diapers? Good. You both wearing diapers, Bob? That's very insulting, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm not there yet. But yeah, the nerve of you to say that—that's terrible. <laughs> Denzel Washington, my man. When are we gonna see a new Equalizer movie? Well, that's why we got one coming out soon enough. I think we got come on. It's coming out maybe October, September, something like that. And you're going to watch that. You're going to watch that in the movie theater. You know what I love about Denzel Washington movies? They must, he must sign a contract before he does a movie because nobody lays a motherfucking finger on him. He beats the shit out of every single <laughs> character that is in front of him. He's got that Vin Diesel ironclad contract like in Fast and Furious where you can't punch Vin Diesel in the face. Hmm? Except he's a far better actor. Okay, my man, that's right. <laughs> hey, hey, Bobby. It's you... true, though. It's true, though. Denzel true. never gets hurt in movies. No, he doesn't. <laughs> everyone up. Yeah, he, he beats everybody diesel. up. Not by The Rock. I mean, jeez. So, Bobby D, I, I, you also had a kid at uh, your old age. Um, we already did that one. Whispers, come on, no, keep up with the on. show. Come on, keep come it up. Come on, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Oh, I'm sorry. AP. Jesus. Not Robbie D. Oh, man. Too much digits. Too much digits. Not 79. That's even worse. Let Al talk, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what's more impressive. I'm 83 years old. And I got, I, I tell you, I got Michael Phelps down there. Let me tell you that much. All of them, they're good swimmers. Hoo-ha! <laughs> strong. I feel good. I feel alive. She's 29 years old. I could be a fucking grandfather. I don't know what I'm doing. But I'll tell you something. 83 years old. I feel 43. I gotta tell you boys. Hoo-ha! Hoo-ha! <laughs> I feel alive. I do. Hey, a big story uh, in uh, Great Britain is the Wrexham football team. Ryan Reynolds taking over the helm of that. Yeah. That's been an amazing story, Ryan. Well, it's been a great story. We're loving it so far. Okay, it's stressful. It's a really stressful league. It's a pyramid scheme. That's what it is. It's, just, it's, it's a pyramid thing, you know? And if you're out of the pyramid, you're fucked, okay? It's not as if you're, you know, when you're in the NBA, you stay in the NBA, and that's it. If you get relegated from the leagues, you're gone. So there's a lot of pressure that comes with that, but, you know, I really am enjoying it. You can tell that I like it very much. Okay. Good. Morgan Freeman, if, if I if I ever leave this earth, I want you to uh, definitely speak at my funeral. You never spoke of your experience taking part in the Qatar World Cup opening ceremony. How, what, what kind of experience was that for you? Well, I, I got to tell you, I got paid 250 times more than I got paid for Shawshank Redemption. And I did a five-minute five cameo on the pitch. I don't know what the hell it was. I didn't have a clue. I thought it was something for cricketers. I got on the plane. They said, oh, you were great during the, the soccer World Cup ceremony. I thought, damn, that was good. 
It was great. 90,000 people in the stadium. I thought it was some sort of play or something. I didn't have a clue. I got the money and I left them. That was good. <laughs> hey, Mr. McConaughey, uh, how are you enjoying that glorious weather over there? Is it treating you right? Well, it's good. We are getting good weather over there. Let me tell you something. We ain't. It's not like the orange skies that we get in New York City. It's good when you come to Ireland in the summer. You got the sun, but you also got that beautiful Irish air. You got that breeze come around your face. Let me tell you something. That is all right, all right, all right. They get the good weather over here. They just go out. They go all out. <laughs> Farmers' tans everywhere. I'll tell you something. That's it. You see the guys out in the construction sites. I tell you, they... They they've got they've they've got the farmers tan everywhere. It's crazy. I heard a rumor that you could actually be brothers with Woody Harrelson. You guys both share the same father. What's that all about? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, <laughs> we're 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 quite similar the way we act, and uh, <laughs> you know, he likes to get high. I like to get high. <laughs> that, that's it, boys. You know, it's great. I love it. We were, yeah, apparently we have the same father. So we'll see what happens with that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Mr. Donald Trump, how confident are you in becoming president again? You know, Stacey, I'll tell you, we are very confident. <laughs> it's looking very good. They're trying to push me back and... To be quite honest with you, they're failing spectacularly. <laughs> it's it's been embarrassing. I I I go on YouTube, you know, because I am. I, I may be old, but I I'm very I'm very cool and hip at what's going on. And I click into the YouTube app, and I see CNN, and they're running so much crap about me. It's it's so untrue. It's so ridiculous. They are going. They really are. They are just. They're they're not good anymore. CNN. They're an absolute joke. They really are. And they can't stop the train. They really can't. It is a wonderful train. It's going to come. And I'll tell you something. Joe better watch out because things aren't good for him. They're really not good. Is Joe going to run again in 2024? Can he handle it? Well, first of all, I don't know what room this is in the White House. But... <laughs> <laughs> Joe, great wake up. Come on up. It's, it's, it's great to be talking to you, uh, Macy King of the New York Knicks. <laughs> it's great to have you. I was in Ireland a couple of months ago. It was great. They welcomed me. I'm, I'm from, I got I got a relatives from a county called Mayo. I said, why why, why you call it? It is. It's called Mayo, would you believe, after mayonnaise. I didn't know what, I didn't know where I was. I thought I was in Braveheart or something. <laughs> Even though Braveheart's in Scotland. You sure? <laughs> well, they filmed some of it in Ireland to make it look like Scotland, so that's good. Well, maybe you should talk to Mr. Wahlberg about getting a good workout in and get back to the gym and get in shape. Well, you got to do what you got to do. All right, you got to go into the gym. You got to really work out. You know what I do? I do 15 hours straight. All right, I go right into the gym. 15 hours straight. I don't even eat. All right, I just go in there. Give it my all. 
All right. People say I'm crazy, but I got to do what I got to do. All right. But you know, I had to gain weight. I had to gain weight for a role and it killed me. It really did. But you got to stick to your craft. You got to do what you got to do. You got to, you know, you got to make these sacrifices when you're an actor. But then as soon as I finished, I was in the gym constantly every day. I cut out food, all of it. I just worked out constantly. All right. You can tell I'm really tired right now and I'm fucking drained. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm breathing heavily too. <laughs> hey, speaking of movie roles, the flash is coming out uh, later this month and Michael Keaton making a return as Batman. Michael, aren't you too hey. old to pull that off? What do you mean? Hey, hey, what do you mean by that? Okay. That's, that's insulting. Okay. Cause I'm Batman. Okay. I played the role of Batman. Okay. So we're going to play it. It's going to be out next month. It's going to be great. We're going to get nuts. Okay. We're going to get a little nuts. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, guys. Let's get nuts. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Fuck um, Christian Bale. Fuck George Bale. <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm the original. I'm the fucking OG. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. I love your shows, my man. How has the food oh, been? Christ. Good for you. <laughs> how's, how's the food been for you this evening at the restaurant you visited? Yeah, it was nice. Okay, lovely. Hey, do you know what? I hear something you guys will be shocked at. You get pizza over here in Ireland, in the UK. And you know what we dip into? The, we, we, we get a dip of garlic mayo, and it goes so well with the pizza. Now, does that shock you or something? You get what, what do you have? The fucking ranch dip over there or something? <laughs> is that, that when you have a big ranch dip? What the fuck is that? Get your garlic <laughs> mayo. It's lovely. It's gorgeous. It's got great texture. It's beautiful. Okay? Wonderful. What did I have as a starter? A focaccia bread with bolognese in the middle. It was fucking stupid. Hey, uh, no dessert. Hey, Mr. Tyson, uh, we hear you're selling a lot of weed and and uh, watch the darts in America. Tell us more about that. You know what? I got a ranch. I got a ranch over in California, Nevada, and it's a marijuana ranch. And I tell you guys, it's the best stuff that you can get in the country. You know, because I'm 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 chilled out now, you know, and I just love I, I go in my ranch and I just chill out for the day and it's good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good, but I mean, what about that Lomachenko fight? I thought he was robbed. Yeah. I thought he was robbed. I thought it was a disgrace. How about Eddie Murphy? Uh we're talking about a comeback comedy special. How, can you really do that in this woke era that we live in? Man, let me tell you something. I can't do that shit. I can't do that. <laughs> I mean, if you want Eddie Murphy to do a stand-up special, I mean, you, you, you're going to have all the elements of raw and delirious, man. You can't even watch that shit now. <laughs> they put that shit on Netflix. You can't even see that. I mean, some of the shit in that is it, it wouldn't go down well in today's modern age, you know, because, listen, I'm happy. If, I, if I'm going to do another Shrek movie, they give me $25 million for voicing that donkey then give me the twenty five dollars. The stand up, the stand up comedy thing that can wait. Okay, that's it. Just let, let, let me do. Let me do those animated movies, those kids movies. Maybe do another Doctor Do Little movie. Maybe do whatever I gotta do. I just make the money. That's it. I'm happy doing what I do. <laughs> Conor McGregor, it's coming time again to get back in the octagon. Will you finally fight again this year against Michael Chandler? 
no, hundred percent. It it, it it is gonna happen. You know what I mean? Me, myself and Chandler being yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, uh, we're doing the ultimate fighter. You know, things got a little bit, things got a little bit heated between myself and Michael, but you know, it, it is what it is. You know, lads. You know, at the end of the day, this is the weekend. You know, nobody's your bleeding friend in there. Not nobody's your friend. So, you know, th- things are very good at the moment. The you know the whiskey's selling very well. As I said the last time, we've got stout. You know, we're we're, we're rivaling Guinness over in Ireland now. So, um, I think things are very good. It is. It's it's it, it's a good time for me. If I want to get back in there again, I will get back in there again. You know, in in, in six months' time. Do you know what I mean? And I'll knock him out, and I'll make a comeback. So is it is it red panty night for Chandler? It's, uh, it's red panty. It's red panty night for the three of you. Get me on this <laughs> podcast, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Al, that was fantastic. Some 25, 30 voices in, in about 10 minutes. That That's just spectacular work. How do you keep it all straight? Ah, uh, you just... It, you're, you just get so used to it, um, constantly jumping from character to character. Uh, I've been doing this years, lads. And like, the funny thing is, a lot of people ask me about the mannerisms. And um, I think I said this in the, last po- in the last podcast. You learn the voice, right? And then w- with learning the voice, the mannerisms, you think the mannerisms are like the next step in kind of morphing into the character you actually automatically uh, pick up the characteristics uh, even after you learn the voice. So it's like an automatic thing. It's not a step-by-step process. You kind of morph into the character. So that makes it a little easier from jumping from one to the other, you know? Um, you- but it's ah, it's fun. It's, it, it is. It's, it's a fun old process. My question, do you do Christopher Walken? Yeah. Yeah. He's a new one. Let's let's hear you do Christopher Walken because we have a guy here, Timmy Whispers. He does a great Christopher he, Walken. Don't 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 egg this on. No, he, um, he is probably, really he's good. probably better than me now. If he's doing listen, it listen, we're gonna have a Christopher Walken off. Yeah. So we want to hear <laughs> yeah. you do yours first, and then we're gonna let Tim do his, and you see what you think. Well, you know, Timmy, whatever you gotta do, do. That's all I gotta say. All Sometimes, right, Al. I don't know. It sounded a little weak to me, but <laughs> maybe when you come over, we'll sit down and have a little chit-chat. Well, that's good, because, you know, I'm whispering a lot. It gets me past it, you know. So, Timmy, that's good. I got to learn some tips from you. Thank you. You're a good guy. It's all right. I appreciate the effort, and I'm here for you anytime. Good, because... <laughs> You know, to me, it's been 10 years. It's been a long time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well. Red, red, red line, to me, that was where I lived. I was Jarvis, second last stop on the red line, just before Evanston. Nice spot, affluent area, Northwestern University. Not too far away. <laughs> I know the area. I've been there. I know where the bodies are buried. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So what do you think, Al? How, how did he do? How would that guy Timmy do? Uh, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. That's class. Yeah. Like, as I said, I got to learn some tips from him. I need, yeah. the, I need the other 30 voices of my Yeah, you should bag. see him. You should, yeah. Hey, why don't you tell, show your Mike Tyson, which oh, is the worst Mike Tyson please. in the history of which, mankind. Which, which makes it even better. Did I put better. Floyd Mayweather down there, lads? Did I put Floyd? No. No, no. Yeah, Floyd oh, Mayweather. Oh, got to have that. Man, you know, you know, you know, when you talk like Floyd Money Mayweather, you... You know, you got to be talking about the sport of boxing. You got to be talking at 100 miles an hour, you know, and it's all good. You know, I, 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 I run this sport. I, I do what I got to do. Yeah, make that money. <laughs> and Tyson he forgot Fury. Tyson Fury. Yeah, Come yeah. on. Yeah, give me Tyson Fury. Yeah. I'll tell you something, lads, 100%. Good to be here. I'd love to fight in Chicago. Fantastic. Me in the United Center. I'll absolutely sell it out. You know what? Scrap that. Put me in Soldier Field, me and Deontay Wilder for the fourth time, and I'll knock the dosser out. <laughs> Get up. <laughs> Nate Diaz, will you knock out Jake Paul in August and maybe fight McGregor again? Well, I think I'll be doing, you know, a lot of people <laughs> by knocking that piece of shit out, you know. He tries to look, he, he, he thinks he's tough. He's, he's just a rich kid from Cleveland, Ohio, so. That's it. That's all he is. He's a piece of shit, and he tries to look like a Dragon Ball V character. So it is what it is. So. Hey, Nate, 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 why do you shake your ass at the other fighters? What's up with that? I, just, I don't give a fuck. That's it. I really don't care, you know. <laughs> I just go in there, beat up people. So that's it. What else do you want me to do? I got to be a showman in there. Somebody's got to do something, so. You know, we do a segment on the show where we uh, give people advice on what to watch. And if you look at classic movies, how about The Big Lebowski with our guy Jeff Bridges? Yeah, well, you know, that's a real classic. You know, everybody loves The Big Lebowski, man. You know, me, John Goodman, Steve Buscemi. That, that was a real, real laugh, pal, you know. <laughs> yeah. How high were you during that film? Oh, man, you know, if I wasn't high, the movie wouldn't have been as good. <laughs> Tony Soprano, one of my favorite shows, The Sopranos. Tony, talk a little bit about that show and uh, what was the best part of doing that show? You know, it's, we can talk about the show for hours. <laughs> what I want to talk about is just orange sky in New York. Everybody's talking about being over New York City. Where's the love of fucking Jersey? <laughs> We're right beside the city. We have the fucking orange sky too. What's the problem with that? <laughs> oh, Stacy, I got a real fucking problem with that. <laughs> oh, look, it's New York. Oh, look at the Empire State Building. It's a beautiful Blade Runner aesthetic. Nobody cares about Jersey. We got heart. We got to go fuck up people. Except for Paul, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you got one, Tim? What? Favorite? Oh, this guy fell asleep at the wheel no, again. No. Me, give give me Joe Rogan. Give me Joe Rogan. Uh, that's, that's on the list. Wow. Wow. You know, it's incredible to be on. You know, just <laughs> talking about amazing things. UFOs. Fights. Bad motherfuckers. Oh my God. Wow. Incredible. Um, I'm lost without Jamie. Where's Jamie? So he can pull it up. 
Francisco. Where's got, it at, I've Francisco? I've got blinds. No, I've got blinds over there, and I need Jamie to pull them up because I can't. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Joe, have you ever had Ryan Gasling in your studio? Yeah, you know, that was a real experience. It was good. I think, you know, a lot of people have a problem with me playing Ken in the Barbie movie. All I say to them is, you know, screw you. I may be old, but, you know, I'm great. I'm a good actor, so good, great. Margot Robbie loves me. She's beautiful. <laughs> and we got we to gotta get some Stephen A. Smith for the audience. It's the NBA Finals. Oh, yeah. uh, it's, he's in his element, <laughs> taking over the airwaves, hosting every show that ESPN does. You ever get tired, Stephen A. Smith, of, of being loud and obnoxious 24-7? You, you got to tell me. <laughs> because Al ain't up to, he ain't up to, he don't know what's happening, okay? Have you got the, is it the Grizzlies and the Heat? Are they the two in the finals? Are they the two? Because I ain't got a clue. No, that's not the Grizzlies. The Nuggets. Celtics. The Nuggets. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. You see that Jokic kid? He is good. That's right. He's one of the top players in the NBA. I'm going to talk about him all night. He is good. He's getting to GOAT level status. That's what he is. That's right. I'm going to talk about him all night. <laughs> Marlon Brando, my last one. Marlon Brando doing The Godfather. Uh, tell us your experience out there working with so many great actors. Al Pacino, uh, you know, James Caan. Talk a little bit about that. Marlon experience. Good actors, great actors. To me, they were amateurs. They weren't on the on my level. They were kids. They were kids. It was 1972. I played the role to a T. They did what they had to do. Who won the Oscar? It was me. Oh, so they can act. They can act like an actor. <laughs> I thought that I did a great job. Not to stroke my ego or anything. <laughs> that's a good one fantastic but, stuff if, you, if you're not watching this on YouTube if you're just listening to the podcast do yourself a favor check out the video feed on YouTube because the facial expressions are just spot on and so great Al you are the best uh, last time that we had you on uh, I don't know were you expecting your first child now you've got a second what's, uh, what's your I've, family situation now? Uh, I've got number two on the way yeah number congratulations two. yeah so it's uh yeah, it's all go. It's all go in this house. Ah, it's great. You know, we've got Sophia. She's four years old and she's um she's a big fan of the Paw Patrol impressions, which I've been learning. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to do yeah. you have to do the impressions for your daughter sometimes? Yeah, I, I was actually doing um she was cracking up a Homer Simpson. I was doing Homer. I, I just know a few kind of quotes from Homer sure. Simpson. Do you remember that? I think it was Millhouse's dad. He says to Homer, I sleep in a racing car. Do you? And Homer replies, I sleep in a big bed with my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Does your daughter ever get scared when she hears you doing voices in the other room? No, not really. She just thinks there's daddy being a lunatic again. (laughs) She just, yeah, it's, it's, it's mad, but like it is, it's fun when you have a kid, like you, you kind of expand the repertoire a little bit to the, to the kids' impressions. You know, it's a, it's a whole new audience. I just do I just do it for fun. Like I've I've done a couple of the impressions for her friends 
you know, her little pals in the, in the play school that she goes to over here. I did a couple of the impressions at her, at her birthday party and all. And, you know, so they, they enjoyed it as well. So it's all a bit of fun. Yeah, how about that know? for bring your dad to work? Hey, so, so, <laughs> so my question too, though, your wife, like, do you play around with her with some of these voices? Like if she tells you to do the dishes, you hit her no. with a Denzel or <laughs> something and, you know. No. Really? Not, no. 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 Really? Do you know what? I, I kind of just do, <laughs> I just do accents around her more so. It's weird. I'd kind of just have a laugh at her and do a couple of accents. Her favorite is Mark Wahlberg. I know that. Yeah. yeah. I know Mark Wahlberg is her favorite, you know, but, but yeah, it's funny. Because <laughs> I, I would find myself walking around, you know, telling my girl and just saying all kind of well, different voices. Like she get out of the like, shower, I'd be like, "Hey, baby, where are you going with that?" <laughs> well, like in, in, in company, in, in company with people, I'm always kind of like I'm going in and out of Trump or Ra Gordon Ramsay. Like if I'm with, in company and I'm with someone and there's food, you know, I'd always be a critique like that. What's that? What are you eating? <laughs> what are you doing? Like there was a guy last week I was with um, in in Scotland. I was doing a gig. And he got mac and cheese, but he put ketchup on the mac and cheese. Oh, oh no. It's oh. automatic throw punch. <laughs> and I just, I had to, I just, uh, what are you doing? What is that? That is fucking rancid. <laughs> ketchup on mac and cheese. For fuck's sake. I, I thought you might <laughs> do like a... He's like, well, listen, I'm just, I'm actually, I've got to eat. I'm not going to have any dinner later on, right? <laughs> That's what he said to me. <laughs> is that what he said? Oh man! I was gonna say, Al, if you're negotiating, I, I could, I could see you acting like Roy Kent from Ted Lasso. Ah, uh, well, he's based off, he's based off a football player, a soccer player back home called Roy Keane. Have you ever heard of Roy Keane? He's a huge character over okay. in the UK and Ireland. He played for Manchester United. Yeah, you should make sure that you uh, you follow Al on Twitter. It's at Impressionist Al, and sometimes he gets in some real heavy football yes. beefs. Yeah, the, well, I'll the, tell the you, language the is very family, colorful, Al. Uh, well, I think the Glazer family are an absolute disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't care what they've done with Tampa. I don't care. They've ruined Manchester United. And the sooner they sell the club, the better. And just, yeah, be done with them. Be gone. What about Messi coming to Miami? Well, we could get Beckham's thoughts on that because he's behind that project, isn't he? Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's Lionel Messi we're talking about. He's an absolutely outstanding player, you know, <laughs> experienced, one of the greatest of all time, World Cup winner, Champions League winner. You know, he's he's everything that Inter Miami need. And, you know, can you believe that we beat out the Saudis for his signature? You know, the Saudis just took over golf the other day and it, little Inter Miami beat them for Lionel Messi's signature. Fantastic, brilliant. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome, Al. <laughs> it's, that's, that's one of the, the few, like Beckham was one of the first. Beckham and Sir Alex Ferguson, those, a lot of the, it was soccer ones that I did at the beginning. Wow. Tell the folks about your podcast. Yeah, I've, well, we've kind of taken a break for the last year or so, but we are coming back. In July, it's 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 a Manchester United podcast. If you're a Manchester United fan, um, based in the states, which there is, there's a huge, uh, there's a massive fan base oh, yeah. over in there, yeah, in the US. Um, it is. It's it's called the United Way. It's coming out in July. 
about two weeks before the, the season kicks off. So it's myself and another guy by the name of Damien Broderick, who is a massive um, fashion influencer. Huge. He does all of the Peaky Blinders inspired fashion, oh. but he's got millions of followers. He's And it turns out that he's a, he's a football nut, a soccer nut, um, knows the club inside out. So he's my co-host. So we'll be doing a, a podcast. So so you do Hopefully. a Cillian Murphy then too? I don't do Killian Murphy, no. Oh. It's Killian. Oh, Killian. Killian. Oh, whispers. Yeah. Jeez, Just like yeah, whispers. All right. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Killian, Killian, Killian Murphy. Murphy. It's happy hour oh, here for they, whispers. That's yeah. what they say here. I'm sorry. This is the States. We, oh, we, we screw man. it all up, even though I'm an Irish guy. Jeez. Oh, man. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. okay. Well, Al, we'd love to get you here to Chicago to take you out for a nice uh, steak dinner at Chicago Cut, and we'll we'll, uh, we'll get you some of Stacey's signature hot sauces to mail uh, overseas. Please do. Oh, yes, absolutely. Get me definitely. some of them. It would definitely, hey, uh, our, our producer, Maddie, she will get them out to you. Ah, that's class, lads. No, I got to get over to Chicago. As I said, I was there 10 years ago. I love the city so much. Uh Jarvis on the red line. That's where I was. <laughs> At the ferry top. Up north. Yeah. Well, good luck with a, with a new baby to come and continued success with your fantastic impressions. Thanks for bringing it to uh, our show. No, thanks, man. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You know, it's great getting a bit of coverage over in, in the U.S. And um, I really appreciate it, lads. Thanks so much. You're always me. welcome, yeah. man. Always. Our good buddy, Al Foran, joining us on Gimme the Hot Sauce. We're going to talk a little bit more about that whole messy situation. It's, it's messy. not messy. Well, maybe it's a little messy. <laughs> Lionel Messi, next on Gimme the Hot Sauce. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you enjoyed that visit with our good buddy, oh, Impressionist awesome. Al. I mean, for him to go from character to character is just amazing. And and he even uh, talked after we finished. He was really impressed with Whispers doing Christopher Walken. So you, you got, if you get thumbs up from the best in the business, that's pretty good stuff. I got to start. I got one down. Hey, to go. Mark, 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 stop, stop feeding his ego, okay? It's, listen, listen to both those guys. Yeah. Okay. One, one was Target. The other person was Aldi. That's all I'm gonna say. I was afraid he was gonna do Tyson. Wow. That that would have been. Oh, yeah. and you kept trying to egg him on yeah. to do it. Oh, I'm so glad he didn't do it. I'm so. I'm you like looking what? at you, Mark. Like really, Mark. Yeah. You're really gonna put him out on well, Fresh Street. Well, that would have broken Al up. He would have laughed out loud. And then buried me. I know what That's Mark what I'm said. saying. I'm like, he said, yeah, do Mike Tyson. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, please stop. No, don't. don't. What, are, what are the other ones you said you were working on? Uh, you know, I've got a few, but you know, there's Joe Pesci and Schwarzenegger. I got okay, a few. Just, just stop with walking. You got a good one, perfect it. Okay, you still got a long ways to go, but I see improvement every every show. I see improvement. Uh, no, no freedom here whatsoever. <laughs> I'm locked down. Let's let's bring Christopher Walken back to talk about yeah, the uh, hot sauce. Thanks, Mark. And it's been selling like crazy. A jewel. The second order's out. And then we got another order. Looks like it's coming in this week. So it's selling. Stuff's hot, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's great. 
Your local Jewel Osco. Yes, yeah. yes. Shout out to everybody who's buying it. Uh, I get nothing but good reviews. It's awesome on Twitter. People are taking pictures. I got it over here, you know, the Park Ridge Jewel. Boom, boom, boom. And now it's gone. You know, so it's like, uh, thank you for all the people who are, who are supporting us. It's awesome. And I really hope you like the hot sauce. Everybody who, who tries it, loves it. That's right. It's good. And you don't have to wait for that whispers to pack it. Just go pick it up at your Jewel, and it's right in your hands. As soon as you check out. Is, uh, is Whispers going to be able to get that special delivery to Al? Is, is ship it overseas? He'll get it out or I'll crawl through these wires and tear his eyeballs out. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. So <laughs> if you can't wait, go online, www.gimmethehotsauce.com and use code KING21. Get 21% off your first order, Mark. Yeah. Whispers in the back room still packing that stuff away. That's right. He's there now, packing up a few boxes that came in during the show. And he'll get them out tomorrow. Packer. <laughs> I, I appreciate the jokes, but it's not funny anymore. <laughs> you know what? No, it's still funny. No, it's yeah, still funny. that is still funny. And the Tyson is, that's not funny. Let's not do that ever, ever. What are okay. you talking about? Oh, my God. You don't even sound like Tyson. You sound like the uh, Sylvester the Cat. Suffering a sucker tail. Yeah. You ever see the correlation? That's what I'm saying. Suffering you sound tail. just like that guy. The Tweety Bird guy. Put a cat. Put a cat. Jeez, that sounds just like Tyson. That was weird. Your impersonation is hey, pretty good. listen. America... I can impersonate America, America, the talent is here. The talent is here, okay? We can impersonate a lot of people. I choose not to do it unless I'm forced to do it. Yeah, you think that's funny? (laughs) Joe Pesci here. Oh, my God. You sound like somebody just like somebody's grandmother. Uh, Hey, you know, when you you have to announce who you are, it's not a good Exactly. Yeah, Mark. Good point, Mark. If you got to say, hey, by the way, America, this is Joe Pesci. No, 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 no. No. Oh. Suffering sucking tires. And you sounded just like me. Way to pull it off. And you, you're our new Tyson. No, I'm not. No, Tyson. No, I'm not. No, I'm not, America. Wow. I, was yeah. Sylvester, I was Sylvester the Cat, because that's who he sound like. Sylvester, yeah. Just like Whisper. Suck a tash. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. We're getting back on the rails. We'll Mark. try to bring it back. Oh, come on, Mark. Come on, back on the rails. You know, uh, every week before the show, we talk about uh, what kind of topics we want to discuss and go over some production stuff. And we got in this heated debate yesterday heated. about the whole Lionel Messi thing signing heated. with uh, Inter Miami and the whole thing about, you know, did he do it for much less money than he could have gotten from the Saudis? Well, obviously, yes. But as a professional athlete in his mid-30s, he said he was tired of all the, the, the fame and the recognition and the commitments that he has when he plays overseas in Europe. It's a, it's a smaller schedule, not as many commitments media-wise, and he's looking now to, to kind of wind down his career. Plus... He owns a home in Miami, and it's going to be real real nice for his family. So there were a lot of issues that went beyond dollars and cents why he's coming to the MLS. Well, the, the discussion with our distinguished crew, uh, Francisco, the baby T-shirt wearer, and D, Dangerous D, who happens not to be here today. He's ducking us like Conor McGregor. He's not here. Ooh. You know, the discussion was, we. I said he left. He didn't sign a contract in Saudi Arabia, even though he was offered a lot of money. Right. 
there's something about Saudi Arabia that a lot of the players are not going over there. And I'm sure he's talked to some of the players that are playing over there, and they're probably told him, like, hey, look, Messi, you don't want to come over here. Because that's how that, I mean, that's what pro players do. You know, they ask you, what is it like playing here? What What is the, not just the, the, the team, but what is the lifestyle like? And, you know, look, there's the numbers right there. Current big league players in Saudi Pro League, Look at those. Look at the money these guys. Oh, jeez. I'm in the wrong sport. Oh, my God. I should <laughs> yeah, the money's to, insane I should to the top learn players to play soccer. soccer. I did play soccer when I was a kid, but we that's when you had the, the you know, when you were, it was like boys and the girls played together, co-ed. Mm-hmm. And that was before the shin guards and all that stuff. It was just like street soccer. Like, just been out there and kick the ball. No one had cleats on except right, girls. Right. And then we we're out there running in tennis shoes, and girls, like, you know, girls would deliberately kick you in the shins and steal the ball. You know, I, I was like, this Especially is not Especially the one I Oh, okay, here we listen, go, man. <laughs> listen, man, America, America, listen, listen. I had a rough childhood, but I, I wouldn't, I, I had a lot of fun. But soccer, I, I remember when soccer was introduced in Oklahoma. And Oklahoma's a football sport, even though soccer is considered football, okay? But real football in Oklahoma, with the pads on, okay? Friday night lights, that's real football. Speaking of Oklahoma, how yeah. about this softball team? Shout out to my softball team, yeah. you know, because they're, 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 they're going 53 like in a row. 54. It's 54 yeah. in a row. And they're they, going they for win. three three straight national championships. Yeah. They're one game away from uh, claiming a title. Listen, we're title town in Sooner Land, baby. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. That's all we do is win. That's all we do is win in DJ Khaled's voice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's time for What Are We Watching? Sponsored Ooh. by our friends at Bigger's Mazda. Bigger's. Their sizzling new Elgin location at Randall Road is the biggest Mazda store in <laughs> Illinois. Bigger's is offering a bottle of Stacy's Signature Hot Sauce with first test drives of new or pre-owned vehicles. Cisco's been in there every week taking a test drive just to get some hot sauce, even though it's, it's hot sauce all around this building. <laughs> it's your choice. Everything oh. from the coolest SUVs to the stunning Miata. Join the fun at 2100 Randall Road in Elgin at Bigger's Mazda. Biggers. Our friend Jim Lecter, they'll take, take good care of you over there. Take a test drive and get a bottle of Stacy's Signature Hot Sauce. And Francisco so, will sit in the back seat in a car seat, <laughs> and he'll ride with you to guarantee that you get hot sauce. That's right. Yeah. Taking care of people. Taking care of people. What do you got for the folks? I know you've been you've been telling yeah. us about from every week. Woo! You still you got more to tell us about I, that? I, yes, America, America. See this? <laughs> you, it's for you guys who are not watching on YouTube, you just got to hear it. From okay, it's from the creators of Lost. It's a cross between uh, Walking Dead and Lost. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome, awesome show. I think it's on MGM. Um, it's really, really a good show. I mean, it is creepy. Okay. And I would just say, don't watch it alone and don't watch it in the dark. Can't be any creepier than Winnie the Pooh, your tongues. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, hey, America, that's, don't watch Winnie the Pooh, okay? I'm just going to tell you right now, don't watch Winnie the Pooh, because you're going right. to lose, going to, you're going to lose all the childhood memories that you remembered about Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2 and the little piglet and then all the, you know, Christopher Robbins, you're going to change your whole opinion of that show. I'm telling you, I don't even look at Winnie the Pooh the same anymore. I, I, when I see Winnie the Pooh now, I see a dude. Does it chill up I, your spine? I, I, see, I see a dude more in the dark and the lightning hits and you can see a shadow and he got yeah. an axe. That's, That's what right. I see Winnie the Pooh. Well, okay? If you see any creature with just shirt on no pants on, you might want to run. <laughs> it's like Clark the Cub. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah put some clothes on Clark. Come on, man. Come on, man. You gotta, come on. It's like Benny the Bull. Yeah. Like Benny Bull sometimes will come out and he'll be he'll, he won't have his basketball shorts yeah. on his jersey and like we'll be doing a game all of a sudden he's just streaking across the court and you're like oh hell no hell no <laughs> Benny put some damn clothes on you because you're so used to seeing Benny right. dressed in the Bulls you know uniform. Ryan Reynolds called that in uh, Deadpool 
What's that? You're straight shirt cacking it, aren't you? Wow. <laughs> wow. Listen, let me tell you something. If you ever interrupt me again when I'm talking about Benny the Bull, we're going to be trouble. That's what you need to say you to Benny the Bull. You know what? Hey, no. Benny, you just say and Benny are tight. No, no. But I'm serious. It's just a weird look yeah. because you're so used to seeing Benny in his, his gear or any, any mascot. And then all of a sudden, you know, Benny will come out with no clothes on and he'll run and he'll be holding himself, hiding like he's naked. It's like, what are you doing? He's like, Put some clothes on, Benny. That's not yeah. going to happen here. Hell no. Hell no. So that's a scary sight. Hey, Whispers, you know that uh, Schwarzenegger has a new show on Netflix called Fubar. Fubar. <laughs> you do your Schwarzenegger now? <laughs> I see what you're doing here, Mark. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> Mark. Way to set him up, Mark. You no, build him up, Lord. and then you tear him down. Set him up for failure. Yeah. Set him up for failure. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah. What do you Arnold? got? Uh, I'll bring it out next, but you can't. You'll just bring it out next. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. You guys, he's always, he always sounds like Arnold. Always sounds like he's like, like he's gotta go to the bathroom. It's like he's like jammed up. It's going to be a blowout. Where's the bidet? It's gonna sound like foghorn. What just happened? Here we go. The train just crashed off America. We just crashed off the rails. That's why I can't have impression oh, of Wow, see, Mark, you can't throw him. You can't throw him a hook like that. He's like a big mouth bass. He just bites it. Gnarly. And we reel him in. We reel him in, Mark. God. You got any recommendations? What to watch this week? Don't On Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, know I, was, I was saying earlier that the thing I've been watching is all the crazy social stuff on Scotty. For the past two weeks, has been crazy. I mean, people have these lines, and some of them are funny. Like I said earlier, like uh, you want some uh, salt with that vinegar and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff, and uh, I love the banter back and forth. People defending, scattered to the ends of the earth. People bashing. You him. like a good beef. It yeah. was great. Yeah, I watch. I watch beef. That was Wait, good. No, Mark. I didn't like the way it ended, though. What did you think of the ending, Mark? I didn't see the ending. What? Okay? I didn't see the ending. I stopped. Okay, it was mid sin. I stopped right in the middle. Okay, because I started watching something else. I, started, this is I won't wreck it for you then. This is the problem because when people say, "Have you seen this? Have you seen that? Have you seen yeah, that?" Yeah. and I'm jumping to different shows. I just started trying to watch Succession. Okay, and I'm like, because I haven't seen. I saw yeah, like the first yeah. episode. Now I'm watching that, and then I'm saw from, and I'm in from, and there's a new show, America. I didn't even know until I saw the the YouTube shorts, Banshee. Oh, that's a great show, Banshee. Yeah. The old, America, the, the old one. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the greatest series yeah. ever. It's Banshee completely out of control. Is unbelievable. Yeah, no, you got the wrong slide. Oh, that? up, that's that crappy movie. Oh, come that's on, horrible. Man. No one, oh, <laughs> you, can, you can never get those two on, hours man. back. Yeah, no kidding, man. That's like seeing somebody, uh, somebody naked that you didn't want to see naked. Come yeah. on, man. Don't put that on the screen no more. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, this guy Francisco. became a sheriff in a small town and yes. take out his corrupt. And if you business. watch The Boys, which is another great show, yeah, The Boys, that's, that's another great show. Uh, uh, Homelander, the yes. super is the guy is the sheriff in Banshee. Right. A lot of people didn't know that because he's dark. He, has, he didn't have his blonde hair. <laughs> he got the, his power the same way. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there. Wow, we're not going to go there. <laughs> okay, <now>. Arnold. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> no, no, no. no, we're not going there. Hey, is Mike out there today? Yes, Mike is out there. Mike, yeah. we just found out today that Mike is going to see Bruce Springsteen Again? and Billy Joel. Wow, well, that's in a good show. England. Yes, he's going to London. Go up to Ireland, see how. 
Yeah, you know what? Well, he just came from there. If we would have known, I would have told him. Yeah. But we, you know, we. But he's going <laughs> Too to much London. stuff going on. He's going to London right now. So yeah. shout out to my boy, Mike, who's out yeah. there right now. He's got the uh, double mint twins in the car. What up, and, Mike? Uh, yeah, he's, he's uh, you know, we're having a good time. We had a little party over coming over here. <laughs> Keep that to myself. Okay. Windy City Limousine provides championship service. Making a reservation is so easy, it's a slam dunk. Let Windy City break the full court pressure of traffic and get you to your destination in style on time. <laughs> Contact us at 847-916-9300. That's 847-916-9300. And ask for Mike Amaroth as your driver. He is a 10th degree black belt in hip keto and jujitsu and jikondu. Okay. He trained under the legendary Bruce Lee. Yes. Whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> so, WindyCityLimos.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whoa. And before we get out of here, a baseball update. The White Sox are in between games of their doubleheader in New York. They won the first game after losing 10 in a row in April. Damn. Your Chicago White Sox are now three games out of first place. Ooh, our Sox. The Minnesota Twins lost today. They lead the division with a record of 31 and 32. If the White Sox can take game two wow. of the doubleheader, they'll be two and a half games out of it's first like place. It's like the AFC South. Kind of crazy. You know, they, so a team with a, team a, with a losing We're record. Saying there's a chance. <laughs> a team with a losing record can win the division. There's still a chance, baby. <laughs> oh, I might have to go out there and do a White Sox. Get on the bandwagon. Bring some luck, baby. White I'm Sox baseball. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Hey, I want to thank the Sriracha crew for doing great yeah, work as a, always. Take a bow, Sriracha crew. Camera. There they go right there. And hope you enjoyed Impressionist Al. Follow him on Twitter. That's what his handle is, at Impressionist Al. One of the great guys, most entertaining impressionist going in the world right now. Time to wrap things up. Look forward to the end of the NBA Finals. Oh, before we get out of here, I want to tell you about our special NBA yes. draft show. That's coming up on June 22nd. We are going to be live at McGonagall's. Which is a great place. So you may if Stace make is wear green to again. join us. <sighs> Barrington, Illinois, one oh five South Cook Street. They've got great food, great hospitality. Come on out. We'll talk about the draft. Maybe the Bulls will acquire a pick before then. I know AK would love to get into that draft if, if the price isn't too high. So come on out and meet us and Stacy's gonna bring some of his hot sauce and sign some autographs to be hey. a good time. I'm gonna bring some lotion too because my arms are a little ashy. Lord have mercy! <laughs> I didn't know. I just I just looked on the screen. I'm like, I need some lotion. Forget hot sauce, baby. I gotta throw some lotion on. <laughs> America, look at me. I'm like I've been rolling around in flour. I'm sorry, America. Forget the hot sauce. I'm gonna get some lotion. We're coming out with lotion now. I'm we gonna come out with some lotion or something. There you some go. Cocoa, a new line. Some cocoa butter yeah. or something. I just noticed. I'm like, man. Give me the lotion. My skin is dry. Dry. <laughs> Give me some water, Stace. Stacy's like Jimmy Butler now. He's selling everything. Listen, if you can't laugh yourself, don't laugh. There you go. See, I always give people the business. I can give myself the business sometimes, too. I ain't going to lie, America. I'm asking. What are you laughing about, Maddie? (laughs) Maddie's Maddie's always too much for Maddie. I caught her off guard with the lotion joke, but it ain't no joke. It's reality. Oh, Lord. I'm about as white as Tim. Let's not scratch that. Hey, Dave, don't scratch me. I'll hit you in the head with this microphone. Arnold, do you want to say goodbye to the folks? Goodbye, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the show. We appreciate the time. Now get to the job. Thank you, Mr. Tyson. <laughs>